Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey there, pretty lady. Hope you're having an amazing day. Now, I want to talk to you today about how to wait. I get this question a lot from single women in terms of, well, what do I do while I'm waiting? You know, I'm really believing God for a husband. I really want to be married. But what do I do in the meantime? So that's what today's episode is all about. Now, the first thing and probably one of the most important things about waiting is your level of expectation. You have to be expecting that you're going to get married. You have to be expecting that, you know what, it could happen every day, any day now. You know, you wake up and you get dressed and you leave your house and there should be this air of expectation around you. You should be like, you know what, today might be the day. I Today could possibly be the day that I meet the man of my dreams. Today could possibly be the day that I meet my husband because we're not looking for boyfriends, right? We're looking for husbands. We're not looking for a temporary relationship. And I'm looking for something that it's just, you know, fly by night or let me try him out and see how he works out. No, we're looking for someone that we can be like, wow, God sent you. Right. So you have to have an air of expectation and expectation comes from faith. So that's number two. Number two is faith. Now, how how do you build your faith? There's several ways. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you keep listening to messages about marriage. When I say marriage, not how to be married or the right way to be married or what you should do once you're married. Those are important because the more prepared you are before marriage, the happier your marriage will be. So don't get me wrong. It's very important to learn how to be a wife. But when I say building your faith, build your faith when you by listening to messages and testimonials. You can check out videos on YouTube. You can do a search. You can look at how other past, other, some of the pastors got married. You know, some of the pastors you admire, listen to their videos, listen to their testimonials, and then listen to God's word. Put God's word on your phone, put it where you can see it, put it where you can hear it. Every scripture about marriage, and I have some on my website, every scripture about marriage, every scripture about, and the website is thehusbandfactory.com, every scripture about what about what your expectation is. So, you know, like scriptures like none shall like their mate, scriptures like I will give you the desires of, my, of your heart, scriptures like, you know, the two will become one, you know, all of those things that God has said, you know, about marriage and about the fact that he desires to give you a husband, the fact that a husband is part of his promise. So it's nothing you have to strive for or fight for. You don't have to be in anxiety for because he's already given it. All of those type of scriptures, you need to keep where you can see them and you need to listen to testimonies of other people getting married. If you're older, like I was when I got married, you need to listen to testimonies of people who got married, you know, later on in life. And, you know, God still did it for them and, you know, anything that's going to build your faith. And so that's one aspect of faith. Now, the other aspect of building your faith is that you need to just build your faith in God, period. You need to get to the point where you are totally at rest with God, totally trusting God, you know, that he is really going to do this thing for me. 
And that comes from just building your faith in who God is and who, what his nature is, how he feels about you, what his word says about you, what he wants for you, what the blood of Jesus died for you to have. You need to build your faith in that. You need to study that and you need to listen to a faith building message every single day. Every single day, listen to a message that builds your faith, not a message that necessarily causes you to want to change. You know how you have messages that are like seven steps to being a better Christian. No, that you should listen to those. But what I when I say faith faith building message, I'm talking about a message that builds your faith, that makes that builds your trust in God, that builds your confidence in God, that it's only about telling you about God's goodness, about God's character, about your identity in him. That's what I mean. You need to listen to one of those every single day to build your faith so that you can trust God. You know, a lot of us don't trust people. And when you don't trust people, sometimes it can translate to you you not trusting God either. You love God. You believe his word, but you, do you believe it for you? You know, like God loves everybody, but does he love you? You know, God will do it for everybody, but will he do it for you? Do you have the faith that he will do it for you? Do you have the faith that he cares deeply for you? Do you have the faith that he would die for you if there was no one else on earth? If you were the only one, he still would have died. Do you have that kind of faith? Do you have the kind of faith to know that he's already got the man worked out for you, that you don't have to worry, you don't have to fight and and have anxiety and stress and, you know, be, be thinking about how you can take care of yourself and make things happen for you? All of those things come from building your faith, okay? So, Two things you need to build your faith and you need to build your faith in marriage, seeing people getting married here and testimonies about Christian relationships and how they met and how they got married. And then also building your faith in God's character. OK, so faith is number two. Number one is expectation. And number three is rest. Once you build your faith, you can rest. You know, I never used to understand this when people used to say you have to have rest. You know, when you have faith, you have rest. Rest is a calm assurance that God is going to do it. It's a calm assurance that God's got me. Can you say that? God's got me. God's got me. God's got me. He's got me. I'm going to be okay. God is not just going to give you you know, one good man, one piece of a man. He's going to give you many, many good options to choose from. That's what happens when you pray, when you declare God's word over yourself. He's going to give you many, many good options to choose from. You're going to be able to go any, many, many, mo and choose which one is the best for you, you know, and that's what happens. So you have to be able to rest assured, trusting, knowing. It means that there's no anxiety. There's no stress about the whole thing. It means that, you know, when you think about marriage, your heart doesn't start to beat fast. When you think about your age, you don't, you're not concerned. When you think about, you know, other people getting married, it doesn't face you. That's rest. When you enter your rest, when you enter that, that calm assurance that, you know what, God's got me. It doesn't mean that you don't still do anything. It doesn't mean that you don't still go out. It doesn't, still, it doesn't mean that you don't obey the rules. It doesn't mean that you, you stop listening to faith building messages. It just means that you are in a state of rest. You know, you're not anxious. You're not wondering and worried and stressed and what's going on. And you're not asking, you know, yourself, is this really happening? And what, what am I going to do? And, you know, you're, you're not phased 
by anything. Being in a state of rest means being unfazed. It means being unstoppable, you know, because you, you know that you have a father. You got a daddy. You got a daddy that's going to take care of you. You got a daddy that sees you. Can you imagine any father, an earthly father now, that has the potential to choose a, a great husband for his daughter and him not doing it with joy? Your father does it with joy because he loves marriage. He created marriage and he wants you to have a lovely marriage. Okay. Number one is set your expectation. Number two, build your faith. Number three, be at rest. And then the fourth one is to be sensitive to his direction and his voice. Now you're doing all kind of praying. You're declaring, you're praying in tongues. If you, if you can pray in tongues and you're filling the atmosphere with stuff. So you need to be sensitive. God may tell you, Go to another gym today. He may tell you, go to another grocery store today. He may tell you, call so-and-so. You may be at a function and he may tell you, go and speak to that person. All of those things may seem like silly instructions, but they may be the instructions that will lead you to your spouse. True story. You know, you could be at a function and God says, go introduce yourself to someone. You're like, oh, I don't even know them. But you go over there and talk to them. And, you know, later on, they're like, you know what? You would be really good for my nephew or you would be really good for my cousin. And the cousin can turn out to be the right person. So be sensitive. God is going to speak. And you may feel led to go to a certain place. You may feel led to go to a certain church. If you already have a home church, that's not God. <laughs> but if you, you may feel led to do something, that may seem weird, but, you know, you just feel like you really need to do this. You know, you should obey the voice. Be sensitive to his direction. Be sensitive to his voice. He may tell you dress up today and you may be like, really? OK, you know, you just never know. So so what all these things, the angels have been released. There are so many words, creative words put out in the atmosphere. You've begun to speak and declare over your life. Now it's time for you to be sensitive to know what to do. God will give you specific directions on what to do. Okay. And the last and not least, continue to work on yourself. While you're, at, while you're waiting for the right person, continue to work on yourself because the better you are, the better options you're going to get. God is not going to give you one of his prized men. You know, a young man, a young one of our young, well, he's not very young, but he's young pastors in our church got engaged not too long ago. And you could see, <laughs> I even had some women ask me, so how do you get somebody like that? You could see some of the women wondering, okay, so how do you get somebody like that? You know, he's faithful to God. He's handsome. He's tall. You know, he has a great personality. How do you, how do you end up with somebody like that? And I told them, uh, by working on you, <laughs> you know, somebody like that, it can't be with somebody who doesn't have a prayer life. Somebody like that can't be with somebody who's not humble. Somebody like that can't be with somebody who, who hasn't built godly character. Because they have a ministry, they have things that they're pursuing. So they can't be trying to help you develop your godly character or, you know, trying to navigate your blows and your your sharp tongue while they're trying to do the work of God. You know what I mean? So if you want that type of person, you need to become that type of person. So make a list. And I'm not, I'm not saying you want to marry a pastor. Maybe you, you want to marry a businessman. Maybe you just want to marry a regular Joe that loves the Lord. Whatever it is you want, you need to make a list of it and then start actively becoming that person. That person that's on your list, that long list that you have of requirements for a husband, start working on each of those things one by one. 
Again, you don't attract what you want, you attract who you are. And sometimes when you attract who you are, it has to do with your level of confidence. Because I've, I've had, had women tell me, well, how come I keep attracting men that treat me bad when I'm a good person? Well, that has to do with your level of confidence. Your level of confidence is attracting people that, that degrade other people. Because they can smell self, low self-esteem a mile away. So the more you work on your self-esteem, you won't attract those type anymore. Okay. So number five is work on yourself. Hey, pretty lady, God's got you. He has got you. You're going to be so pleasantly surprised. Imagine it's your wedding day and you're, it's almost time for you to go down the aisle and you just stop for a second. You say, thank you, Jesus. You did this. I am so grateful for you, Lord. I'm marrying the most wonderful man. All my friends and family are here to celebrate with me and it's only by your grace. He will do it for you. Just keep trusting and do your part. Have a good day. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.